Good afternoon, everyone. We are back again with the 19th episode of Canada Ciceroni Live. Crowds has been a big buzzword, just like sustainability in the recent times in India and abroad. The craftsmen are creating a very interesting work of craft through whichever region they belong to. Retailers are kind of selling the stuff. There are designers who are adding their own inputs and they bring, bring new contemporary styles to it. Amidst all of this, we have this very interesting fashion personality with us today who has been living a multidisciplinary life, so to say. He is a, a, a self-taught um, artist, he's a designer, he's a master embroiderer and he is also the founder of CDS Foundation. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Asif Sheikh. Hi. Hi Asif. We are so glad to have you on this platform. Thank you. And, uh, with Asif, we have very, very interesting line of questions to ask, but let me first introduce, uh, giving his background a little. He has studied interior design at Sept University and later on started his own eponymous label, Asif Sheikh Design, back in 2002. He specializes in brilliantly done miniature embroideries, which is his signature style, and he collaborates with multiple artisans besides even training them for newer inputs and outputs. He started CDS Foundation back in 2016 in an uh, aim to kind of um, support the artist and the artisan, train them for better uh, contemporary styles and relive the entire uh, craft forms. Since then, CDS has been making waves across. Recently, he attended uh, an exhibition, a traveling exhibition in Santa Fe. And so let's begin with that part of it. Asif, please tell us your wrong. A journey at the Santa Fe exhibition and what is it all about and uh, what was this whole New York Times article about because it is such a proud moment isn't it yeah um, so since 2010 I'm visiting Santa Fe folk art market which is the world biggest folk art market okay. and every year they invite uh, more than 150 artisans from all over the world selection process is uh, very difficult and uh, they only showcase the 100% handmade folk art. Okay. Uh, first time when I visited in 2010, I fell in love with that city and the market. Uh, the city is for artists and artisans, and uh, you feel like you are at home. And since then, I'm going there to get my creative energy for one year. So I spent 15 days in Santa Fe every year to get my creative energy. About folk art market, you uh, interact with uh, more than 150 artisans, you learn from them and when we all are together, we feel that there's so much creative energy from all over the world is there in Santa Fe. So uh, you learn from another uh, craft and artisans and uh, you share your knowledge with them and that's how uh, you promote your craft with the world. Absolutely. So, which were the other uh, craftsmen that you kind of really fell in love with? Is this time uh, that you went? Uh, I really like uh, the different kinds of uh, ceramic and terracotta, what we bring from different parts of the world. Of course, textile because that's my subject. And uh, I love the different kinds of weave to print, print, painting, and uh, embroidery. Uh, so there are so many hidden artisans all over the world. Absolutely. With them, uh, you learn their color combination. Everybody is folk artist. So they are not educated artisan or designer. Sure. 
they are poor artists and the founder of the market Judith Espinar who is mother to me and I shared uh, Indian craft with her and I try to bring uh, different crafts every year to the folk art market and that's how foundation, CBS Art Foundation support and promote the artisan uh, not only to the folk art market but the other shows which happen in different parts of the world. Sure, what did you take this year? Like this year we have invited uh, Shilpin Vita, uh, so the last uh, walking hand in hand we had Ajit Das, the painter from uh, West Bengal. Yeah. So his daughter came with us uh, this time, first time in America and first time in Pokat Market. Nice, nice. So even I uh, get to know new artisans from India, from the Pokat Market. Which is I don't know in India. Yeah. So then I invite them to do folk, uh, fashion show with uh, CDS Art Foundation. Brilliant. So uh, let's begin with the journey first. What got you interested into embroidery? When did you first start doing it and when did miniature embroidery begin for you? Okay, embroidery is my life. I don't know how <laughs> and when it started, but my mom used to tell me I started at the age of seven. Wow. And I have never learned from anybody, so my health was really bad in those days. Uh -huh. uh, so most of the time I used to spend at home. And um, I started uh, doing embroidery without learning. So I used to see outside something and I used to try at home uh, by myself. Uh, so that's how I have invented new technique of embroidery. Uh, miniature I started uh, uh, after 2010. Uh, I got motivated with Indian miniature painting. Sure. And I have seen that those painting was done by a single hand brush. Yeah. So that's that was my dream that I want to use that fine yarn for my embroidery. It took so many years to understand and to practice, but uh, yes, now we are doing miniatures and micro miniature. Okay. How how small would be a micro miniature? Okay, micro miniature is the original size of ten percent. Wow. <clears throat> and uh, you need magnifying glass to see the detail of the embroidery. But not only uh, we do miniature and micro miniature embroidery, but I always try to play with the new material okay. in terms of yarn to the um, you know beetle wings, pick up feather, and my dream is to do with human hair. Wow, yeah. with the human hair, that would be so thin and strand. Yeah. But I have used silk, which is uh, as thin as human hair. Okay. So now we can do that. But I need long hair and. Yeah, I think shedding will be very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With all the hair colors that is available oh, yes. now, it should be very, very cool. No, I don't think I want to use those dyed uh, hair. <laughs> the gray hair will be nice. Gray hair will be nice. So, in the recent article in New York Times, I believe you kind of also almost ended up giving the headline saying, You call it craft and I call it art. Um, what do you see uh, the perception of craft in India and abroad? You know, what's the difference that you have seen since you've been traveling for uh, so long? That's number one. And number two, when does craft qualify to become an art? So, so in India, we have actually never spent money or time or energy to make Indian craft as a brand. Hmm. India has maximum craft, uh, which is handmade. Hmm. And uh, I call it only handmade uh, as a craft and uh, when it is on the highest level hmm. uh, in terms of quality and innovation it can, it's become an art hmm. Hmm. Uh, in 
the problem with Indian artisan, uh, they have never got the recognition and uh, people have used their craft for their brands, for their fashion, for their interiors, but they have never given them any kind of recognition. Sure. They have never asked them to sign their textile. Yeah. But when we buy a painting from the artist, we always ask them to sign the painting. Sure. When we give our book to anybody, we have to sign the book. So why can't we ask the artisan to uh, sign the textile? Uh, so this is a big debate all over the world that what is art, what is craft, who is artisan, who is artist, and who is the uh, skill labor. Yeah. So the people who are doing craft but they don't understand, they are only practicing as a labor, they are skill labor. Right. Uh, craftsman knows the history and the detail about the craft. They innovate, they invented new technique, new dye, and uh, they experiment with their craft. And when it is the highest quality with the innovation, can be definitely an art. So the backside, our yeah. uh, is an ajrak mm. using all natural dyes. But in ajrak, they have never done this uh, checkerboard, which is there on top. Yeah. Using, they are not a graphic designer or educated designer, but the way they play with the geometry. So this is an art piece. That's it. Because uh, nobody can do this. Very few artisans can do this kind of work. And uh, we should uh, promote them and give them their due recognition. And that's what uh, CDS Art Foundation started doing. Before that, ASIF have started doing for resurgence exhibition. Right. When I completed 20 years in embroidery, yeah. I have started doing resurgence from NIV, and in each and every piece I have given name to the artisan. I asked them to sign their pieces. Sure, sure. So that was the, uh, the reason why you started CDS Foundation? CDS Foundation, uh, I started in 2016, but before that, in 2015, we had a, a textile exhibition in the Victorian Albert Museum, which yeah. is called Fabrics of India. Yeah. So I've seen in Fabric of India, there was one uh, jacket which was digitally printed, uh, and they, the designer have used curl motif in it, and um, my problem with that caption was it was digitally printed Ajra. If they have written only digitally printed textile, I have no problem. Uh, in that problem, I wrote to more than 100 people all over the world who talk about textile and uh, issues with artisan and all that. So there it was big debate on my email and uh, positive and negative everything. And, uh, Finally, museum have changed the caption. So everybody said when you can do uh, this kind of argument with the museum and you ask them to change the caption. So let's continue this dialogue. And for that dialogue, I started my foundation. And uh, full form is craft design society. Craft is an artisan, design is designer, society is consumer. If we all come together, we will not um, lose our craft heritage, which is very important for Indian artisan. Absolutely. Not to lose our craft heritage. So, um, from your personal experiences, um, have you realized that in the recent years, you know, that you've been working in all these years that you've been working in craft, 
The awareness among the consumers, since you rightly mentioned in CBS Club, the Malayan society, society is the major chunk which is going to buy all of this. Are they aware of craft? They are not. They follow the fashion. Hmm. They don't follow the craft. So CBS Art Foundation has started walking hand in hand and every year uh, we invite 8 to 9 uh, craft, artisan and designer. Right. So the collection are all wearable fashion using 100% craft. Mm -hmm. uh, no technology in it because uh, we don't believe that if you copy the craft with technology we can call it craft. Uh, yes, awareness about uh, consumer, they are not aware. Yeah. That uh, let's talk about pattern patola. The last yeah. fashion was for uh, two three years was pattern patola. We all talk about only two family left and one patola takes six months. How can you see chain or thirty patola in one bag or in one store? Yeah. Patola cannot be a fashion. Yeah. Then people have started doing single ikat and they were uh, selling those patolas in the name of double ikat. Sure. So people have started cheating the consumer. Consumer have no idea for what they are paying. Right. Believe me, they have paid for 20,000 patola to lakh rupees. Okay. Because they wanted That's to be in fashion. Yeah. You know? yeah. So uh, I don't believe in that, that handmade has a limitation. Mm. And you cannot uh, ask mass production for handmade stuff. Sure. I have my limitation. I cannot take more than my capacity. People ask me to increase my production, but nobody wants to do this fine embroidery. Sure. They get scared. Sure. My simple Ari chain stitch pitta, we tried like we are selling so good and uh, we can give more employment to the embroidered all over. When they saw our chain stitch, this is regular. This mm. is nothing miniature or micro miniature, but they well, like we can't do this. So they don't want to get into the finesse part. Yes, because nobody understands the finishing and the authentic. Like, very shocking. Last week I went to few sari stores in Ahmedabad. The sari store, they were selling handloom saris for like 40, 50 or 100 years. Now they are only selling synthetic uh, with uh, computerized machine embroidered all those ugly garments hmm, hmm, hmm. which you cannot dispose of sure sure mainly those are polyester right right in polyester you cannot dispose of correct and um, no craft and uh, the, i spoke to the owner of those stores and they said we have no idea that we will see this kind of uh, time in our life hmm. So this is the problem, like uh, nobody wants to use craft, we only talk uh, about uh, price. Right. So when we go to buy any brand, can we bargain? We can't. When we go to the designer, do you bargain? You can't because it's insult to the designer. And when you go to the artisan, when he is giving you the best of the best craft, then also you want to bargain with him. Sure. So because I think there is a lack brand. of awareness yes. of, from the consumer part yes. and um, all of it, right? So which brings me to the another question that um, when we design the products and we put up the line ready, how important is branding and marketing in such a scenario? In today's time, the consumer wants to know and at the time they don't know about you, how are they going to buy from you? you know? 
marketing. So how important is marketing and branding? How we were discussing right now. Till the time nobody explained the process, how do I know the intricate intricacy that was born into it? So what's your take on that? So for this I started talking about uh, making small film of the craft, uh, the process, how lengthy the process are. Uh, in India, we have few television programs which talk about um, one heavy outfit in one week, which is impossible to make because that craft takes like 15 days to 20 days. So you cannot uh, have those craft overnights. And uh, these are the wrong uh, message and impression we are uh, spreading all over. Uh, we started talking about the process and uh, experimentation using new craft uh, technique and the technology little bit with that and uh, innovation then comes to the branding so uh, with walking hand in hand uh, you cannot stop people to take picture everybody is nowadays live on their instagram or facebook uh, that um, it's good thing actually because yeah, you are reaching to the wider audience all over the world and then people copy those craft for their collection. Sure. So people had asked me why you only work with master artisan, they have so much work. Hmm. It's easy to work with master artisan because they understand their craft so well and they are ready to experiment with new designs and uh, process. And um, benefit goes to the entire community. Sure. When we did first Ajrak show in 2016 in NID, after that even five years, still people are copying our uh, collection and uh, our pictures are spreading all over. And uh, I think 2,000 more artisans have entered in Ajrak and they have learned the craft and they have started small, small workshop. 2,000 artisans? Yes. Wow, that's like a huge number. Yes. So, um, not only Ajrak, but till now we have worked with 27 craft and artisan. Artisan get uh, recognition and uh, uh, people wants to make those collections. And that's how we introduce our craft to the world. Yeah. And one 70 year old uh, weaver came and told me after my first show that, uh, you know, I have no idea what you got out of this show. But I got my name at the age of 70. So wonderful. Yes. So very wonderful. In fact, we had a discussion with somebody else some time ago, and how you rightly mentioned in the start of it, that because they don't get to sign, because they don't get to kind of mention that it is their product, do you think that going forward, for any product, it makes sense that it is a designer's name plus the artisan name put on it, so that there is also quality control that comes along with it? I don't know whether it is possible or not, but definitely you can just put one tag which is uh, talking about that artisan and the craft. Sure. But designers are very insecure. They always tell me when I invite the designer to do collaboration with artisan and uh, talk about their name to the collection and bring them to the uh, mainstream forward yeah. on the ramp. So they talk about then everybody will go to them directly. I said, why don't you build that relation that that artisan will say we will not copy that collection. If you want to give something new, we would like to work with Precisely. Precisely. Because we believe that artisans are Bhagwan Majdu. 
not an artisan, not an individual artist. Sure, sure. So, uh, like when we copy some uh, designer's uh, collection, you know, we start fighting. Absolutely. We go to court also. So but when you copy the craft, nobody has, I, I don't think anybody has gone to the uh, court or um, fight, fight the case against that designer. Great. So that, that brings me to this other question, which I always love asking to most of the people that I interview, which is what's your view about the ongoing debate on plagiarism? Especially um, two kinds of things are happening. One is that designers copy karegiri, direct lifting of design karu. And if we do a craft form, we will make design and make but not attributing nothing at all to that craft. What is your take on all of this? And have you ever experienced it? Yeah, I do in my <coughs> beginning that people have uh, started cutting my label. Yeah. Yeah, they used to cut my label, asset label. So I started putting my embroidered label. Now you cut your sari. Now you cut your dupatta. Huh. So my label goes as embroidered label. Um, it's a big debate. Um, designer feels that they have to reach to the younger audience and they can't afford the craft. Correct. Then when you have developed uh, such an amazing technology, why can't you develop a new design? Sure. What you are learning? Why sure. just you want to copy somebody's work? Sure. If they will copy your simple kurta, you will start fighting, oh, they have copied my collection. Social media sharing is big time happening right yes. now. Yes. yes. So in Pakistan, they have copied my catalog. Hmm on cushion cover and they were selling online in $5. Wow. They have changed 10% of the design. Sure. Can we call it it is their uh, design? Mm -hmm. And we fought on social media and they sure. had to withdraw from the market. Right. But then I have seen fabric in the market. Surat have copied synthet uh, from digital printing on synthetic Georgia. Yeah. And I was shocked to see such an ugly version of my own designs. I draw each and every motives. You would say karu is a saru karu? Yeah, I do. <laughs> like why you want to sell in $5? Sell in $500, I'll be happy. I'll be happy. I'm ready to give. No, I get your point. So what should be the legal recourse? Because I remember you meeting Monica also about the cultural intellectual property and the legal recourse that someone can take. Uh, Whose uh, right is the craft? Whose uh, authority is the design uh, patent? You know, who does that? Uh, it's a very simple answer for that. Um, when we talk about any craft, and only in that region they are practicing with the craft. And if we copy those craft uh, with technology or something else, uh, and it becomes their craft. So the owner is uh, the people who have not worked, say, they, if they have stopped 100 years back. Mm, 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 mm. So you have not seen those uh, craft or the process. Sure. We have already lost so many craft uh, process and the design and the motives. We cannot revive those sure. because we don't know the technique. Sure. And they have done without any kind of technology and tools. Mm, mm. And we are in 21st century mm. and we cannot co copy those craft. Sure. Like Taj Mahal, you cannot make. Yeah, yeah. That's the biggest example in 
like we have in Andhra, Siddhi Sarjali, you cannot think. Yeah, yeah. So they are amazing, like Minakshi Mandir, you cannot think. Hmm. Right? Hmm. Hmm. What we have in Delvara Temple, you cannot think. Yeah. So how much we have lost? Correct, correct. And who are we to talk about, uh, uh, you know, um, who is the owner of those crafts? Hmm. Hmm. Still, they are uh, like 10 generation. Sure. And still they have to prove that this is uh, their craft. Absolutely. So do you think there should be laws created around this? There should be some legal recourse to this? Because right now nobody is resorting to it. Right now the only course of action that probably happens is we all do social media shaming. Because that's yeah. the only thing that ends up. But in her CY, is there anything else that can be done? So I met Monica and when she spoke to me, she's a young uh, designer from Sweden, originally from Romania, and uh, she's a lawyer. Yeah. And now she's studying in uh, Sweden and this is her subject and for that she came and spent two months in India. And uh, after that, uh, uh, it was a big debate about online about um, all these questions. So I met uh, one of the you know uh, person in from uh, US, and uh, she is in Senate, and the subject is this only. Yeah. But uh, I don't know uh, legal part about it. Yeah. But uh, I don't know how to tackle this issue. I really have no idea. Yeah, because um, so um, my dilemma, since I speak to like a lot of people, arises at two, three levels. Uh, number one is uh, copying of the craft um, in the digital technology and kind of selling it as a high-end designer wear, um, just so that the youth likes it and so it's cool factor and will sell it. That's number one. Number two, um, basic motifs, you know, basic motifs like a flower or an animal which is what embroidery is made of, you know. If that motif is copied by someone, how do you say that somebody copied my design? No, it's not the copy of the design because it is just the flower. Somebody is also going to put in 10,000 days only the flower, you know. So is that a copy? That's second. And third, um, yes, we all want to wear design of it. You know, all of us love to wear design of it. But there is an equation of market dynamics, you know. Not everybody can afford a... 5,000 or 10,000 or 15 or 20,000 outfit. So obviously there will be retailer who will be still copying all of this. Like how you see Sabhisaji's design being copied like everywhere, you know. We see it in, uh, see it in our Surat market, we see it in our Dhalgarwad, everywhere those fabrics are available. People wait for it and people kind of buy and make things out of their own. So these three things are going to remain perennially. It is always going to exist because that's how the market wants it. What can we do as fashion people to address this or how can we uh, survive ethically within this domain? Yes, yeah, so uh, lot of things. answer, <laughs> ethics. Yeah. Designers should have ethics and honesty. Yeah. yeah? They, should, they have to be honest with their uh, own designs. And uh, yes, uh, uh, internationally, if you change 10%, it's your design. Yeah. So only honesty and ethics can stop this, otherwise I don't think anybody can stop this. And uh, for me the uh, answer for your uh, thing uh, about pricing, so people uh, when we go to the big uh, coffee shop, 
we spent 250 rupees for one coffee. Sure. And uh, roadside, the coffee is available in uh, 5 rupees, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the labor, we are paying 250 rupees per day. And that's our one coffee. Yeah. So, so for each and every people, there is a market. Correct. Correct. And you can't sell the roadside coffee in five star. You can't. So you expect something in five star. Even cooler chai is in very fancy cooler with chevron in it. And that's why we pay to 50 or 500 rupees. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So market is there for everything. And I don't think you should copy. Only copy. So there's this one interesting question which says, um, what does the future of artisans look like to you in the coming years? With it's up to consumer. They have to think what they want to do. Like when I, I said, uh, when I went to those stores and they said nobody wants to buy sarees. Few clients called me up and they said we don't want to spend so much on saree because afterwards nobody wears sarees. Youngster, like, you know how Indian uh, craft used to survive? Because in Trouzeau, we used to give each and every region's one expensive sari. Sure. Whether they wear or they don't wear, we have so stopped making Trouzeau. Yeah. That's an heirloom. We have lost that word. Yeah. If, if we continue with our heirloom, again this will come. And I think it is a very social responsibility of the designer and the trendsetter. Yeah. So that's what we are talking about in our next show. That uh, how to save and promote the craft and artisan with the craft on the highest level. Absolutely. Would you like to share any details right now or are we waiting for the right moment? Uh, we are waiting for the right moment. Uh, but it sure. is in January, the fifth working annual. We will talk later for that. Sure. And um, the future, I don't know. I think uh, of, of, at the end of the day, what is required is consumer needs to get more aware about crafts. They need to know what's, uh, what is it that they are buying at the end of the day and what would they like to wear and they would like to carry on their sleeve, you know. Because a market is going to be there for everybody. Yeah. Whether it is a mass market or whether it's a designer wear, whether it's a craft wear. Yeah. The only thing is we can keep raising voices about the craft and make people more aware about it. Yeah, and I think uh, we should have more and more talk with the young designer and the young uh, consumer that what is our social responsibility sure. to use this uh, craft for our daily life. Sure. Like we are uh, giving opportunity to hundreds of artisans or human beings. Just think that way. And when you buy the uh, brand only, uh, so what happened, you are only giving your money to the giants and they have enough. So there is no <laughs> balance between those giants and these artisans. I think that's for another discussion answer because that's a very long discussion talking about what, what youth wants to wear today. But for youth, outfit of the day is like the major important thing, Instagram hashtag putting up the picture, how trendy are they looking. So for them, the craft has to really become Cool, you know that's that's the thing. So let's. I, I don't know what is cool and what is hot. <laughs> so we have to talk about that. We have to talk yes. about it. So let's yes. continue this discussion in another panel that we will soon hold sometime. Yes. But thank you so very much for your time today, Asif. We are so excited uh, for this entire conversation. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting.
Thank you everyone. We hope you liked listening to Asif and if you did like, please like, share, comment and subscribe. We will be back again next week, Wednesday, 4pm. Do notice we have changed the time from 2.30 to 4pm. We are Ciceroni. We bring you the best of hyper-local fashion and lifestyle across Gujarat. We are there in three cities, which is Ahmedabad, Baroda and Surat. See you soon.